All right, last happening. Smart guys still to come live in-house. First of all, let's examine the uh, capacity from a mental standpoint. What do you say? That's where I bring in my good friend, uh, Dr. Uh, Carol Lieberman, best in the business at this. I uh, had to wake her up real early. She's somewhere on the West Coast. Well, it's not that early, is it, Phil? It's 4.20 in the morning. I mean, I'm ready for lunch right now, right? But Dr. Lieberman is a... Forensic uh, psychiatrist extraordinaire, trial expert, witness. Uh, she is one of the best. Nice enough to wake up with us here on this uh, early Friday morning. It's so good to have you. And, you know, you're the only one that could figure this out. I can't. Uh, and that is uh, the issues that George Santos, uh, Carol, seems to be uh, having these days. I mean, uh, does uh, does George have uh, some mental health issues uh, in your uh in your fine opinion? Yes, he does. Um, he seems to be a pathological liar or a compulsive liar. Um, he, he, You can tell that he's lying because he's speaking. Um, and it is really, it's really, you know, the way that you can tell that it's pathological is that clearly the lies that he tells can be easily found out, and they are, you know, day by day, more and more these lies these things that he has said are being disputed, um, and he should have known that um, that they they could have been found out. Things like you know that he went to um, a high school in New York that they don't have any any record of him. Um, things like what else? He has a whole a whole um, list. Um, he let's see the story that circulated yesterday. That his mother was at the World Trade Center on 9-11. The yes. incident played a role in her death in particular. A couple of tweets sent from his account last year start, starting to raise some questions about the veracity of the story. Some sort of a July tweet, 2021, we found, where he yes. said 9-11 claimed his mother's life. Months later, reflected on the five-year anniversary of his mother's death. This is 2016. So, yes, that, you know, my goodness, here we go worst. again. Go ahead. I think that that's one of the worst to use, you know, the, to try to get sympathy uh, or to prove that he's a, you know, a true American or whatever he, you know, was trying to, that he what he sacrificed for the country. Um, that is really one of the worst ones. He also talks about sometimes he talks about um, things that how poor he was or is, and then he came up with hundreds of thousands of dollars for his campaign. He said that he worked for Goldman Sachs and City Group Group, and they found out, of course, that that wasn't true. I talked about owning all these properties, and I found out that wasn't true. Oh, another also, he, as bad as the 9-11 story, he tells the story that he is a descendant of Holocaust survivors. And, you know, they looked into his background, his heritage, and, and they don't find any connection. And, you know, he had said that he's Jewish, and now he's saying that he meant that he's Jewish, not Jewish. <laughs> That's yeah, rough. It really is. So, uh, in essence, and listen, the financial stuff uh, is more of a flag than anything else to me because, you know, it, there's some question. You can make 55000 a couple of years ago. That's what you claimed uh, when you lost to Tom Swazi in that election, who, by the way, Santos had a good showing, you know, had a good showing. He was actually leading after election night uh, a couple of years ago, uh, only to lose that election of Swazi, and then here he goes gaining steam for another round, takes out Robert Zimmerman, 
and all of a sudden everything uh, coming out here, the vetting process obviously slipped through the cracks here. That's a whole yes. another story. So in essence, you know, he's supposed to be sworn in on January the 3rd. Uh, I don't think he'll make it in my estimation. I don't, I don't think he should make it. I mean, these lies are not like just little lies. They're just things that are so absurd as I was saying, it's things that clearly have been proven uh, already, and I'm sure there's even going to be more, but, you know, that, that people could see. So it shows a very poor judgment at the very least. Um, you know, and so how could you have someone who, first of all, how could his constituents believe anything that he says, not just about himself, but whatever he says about, you know, what's happening, what's going to be happening in Congress? Um, I, I, unfortunately, I think this needs to be stopped before it goes any further. Um, you know, things like, I mean, everything that you could say about yourself, uh, demo, any, any defining character or quality, he lied about. He said he's biracial, partly black. He said he's um, gay. He was married, but he's gay. I mean, all, you know, major things, in other words. And I, this has to be, I mean, clearly one of the, one of the uh, qualities of someone who's a pathological liar is often that they are very charming, um, you know, that they, they use their lies, they have a charming kind of personality, um, and use their lies well. And he obviously, you know, he put it, in, he put it over on so many voters, uh, unfortunately. So this, this, somebody like this, unfortunately, cannot be in Congress, and, and it has to be stopped. I think that is the belief of many. Dr. Carol Lieberman with us. Uh Second topic, my dear, before we let you go back to sleep, is what's going on in Idaho. Now, listen, I've said this forever. Why not a reward of magnanimous proportions, as I like to say? I haven't seen that. Money talks. It always does. You know, here on Long Island, as you know, I know you follow the Gilgo case, and uh, that ante was uh, up, I think, from twenty-five to 50000 uh, listen, there's always somebody out there who is enticed by the almighty dollar. Why not in Idaho? Why not in this particular case? I can never figure that out. I brought this up many yes. a time, Carol. Yes, so have I. And um, now it's going into the seventh week. And, I mean, you know, when people lose cats, the first thing they do is put up posters, right, offering some kind of a reward. And here we have four wonderful college students and no one is putting up a reward um you know i think and a lot of people first of all i think a lot of people do have an idea who this might be they but they're afraid to come forward um because maybe they're thinking oh well this is just a hunch and i don't really know and i don't want to ruin somebody's life you know by saying that this is the person and so on but i think that if there was a reward they might be more uh enticed to come forward I actually am putting up a thousand dollars, as it's not the reward should be at least a hundred thousand. But I'm putting up a thousand to seed a reward, um, and I'm in the process of putting together a website uh, with where people will be able to to send their um, their ideas, who they think it is. Now, you know, the police have gotten over twenty thousand tips, um, and 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 also they say they've interviewed three hundred people. Uh, clearly, there's a mess in the investigation. You know, it's it's it, by now they should have had more uh, some suspects, 
and more information and not go back and forth with, with information about the case. You know, they keep giving contradictory information. So it is a mess. And, you know, you have to wonder, I, I mean, I would hate for this to be true, but you have to wonder whether somebody is protecting somebody, and that's why they didn't put up a reward. But why didn't the college, didn't the families, didn't the police, the FBI, you know, the usual suspects, why, you know, by suspects I mean um, the usual people who put together rewards, uh, not that they're the killer. Um, and so this should have happened, and it, it hasn't happened, and I'm going to start it happening. Well, listen, it's a noble gesture, a question. You're right. Why not the University of Idaho? They have money. I mean, come on. $100,000 reward. That's what they need to put out there. And you never know what you get. Listen, there's people out there who have information they are afraid to come come through. There's somebody who knows this killer. Uh, money will entice without question. It always does. Always. It's always about money. Always. <laughs> I mean, I know it's sad to think it's sad to think that, well, that somebody might come forward who hasn't come forward before. But, but, um, but it is true, especially you know if I mean I think I think I've said already on your show that I think that the killer is a, is an incel, and um, so there would be people who would recognize the symptoms of that. Yeah, repeat that word again. The killer was what? An incel. Uh, meaning an involuntary celibate. Did we not talk about this before? I don't remember for sure. But um, that is someone who um, has a lot of, a guy who has a lot of trouble getting girls to date him or to have sex with him or certainly to marry him. And it's a subculture on the Internet of these guys who build up a lot of rage they start trying to date girls, and they get rejected, and they build this into a whole um, self-fulfilling prophecy because this causes them to have low self-esteem, and girls aren't don't want to date you know somebody who looks who <laughs> has a lot of uh, insecurity problems and so on, and um, and so what the kinds of things that he would be showing now would be so someone would have filmed seen that this insecurity, especially in regard to dating women, and then now. He would have changed. His personality would have changed because he would feel that he got back. Well, you know, first of all, let's just say these four people were like they're beautiful. They're you know beautiful people, so to speak. And incels um, develop a hatred not only of the women who, because they fantasize if they've asked him out and they haven't gone out with them, that's one thing they've been rejected. But sometimes they just fantasize. Like somebody would uh, fantasize about dating one of these women, one of these victims. And even if they never asked her out or never even talked to her, they would think to themselves, oh, well, this person um, is too good for me or thinks she's too good for me and wouldn't go out with me. And they call the girls, these beautiful people, you know, so to speak, the girls Stacy's and the guys Chad. And um, they feel so they develop a lot of rage towards them because they feel that they that these people wouldn't want to have anything to do with him. And the killer in Idaho uh, the one thing that's clear, not only that it's personal, but the person had a lot of rage. And that would be typical of an incel. There you go. That's Carol Lieberman. I mean, she knows. Forensic psychiatrist. 